come on. Woo! Okay, cool. Well, how many of you guys have ever been on a missions trip or possibly are interested in missions? Anybody? Cool. I'm Carly, and I'm a sophomore, and I'm also part of Baylor's Missions Week Committee. Baylor does this totally rad event called Missions Week, and we bring in missionaries that have served all over the world for you guys to meet and get to know. So if you're interested, make sure to check out our table in the lobby after chapel. Now please join me in today's prayer. Loving God, we confess that if it had not been for you, we would not be here this morning. May your abounding grace be the glue that binds us together, that we might be a unified body as we sing with the whole of creation in praise of who you are. As this new day unfolds with its infinite potential, help us to never lose our sense of wonder as we see, hear, taste, and touch the beauty of this world in all its diversity. Inspire us by your wonderful spirit to put to rights all that is bruised or broken in our community, our nation, and our world. Forever remind us that we are linked in this one humanity and in desperate need of your restoration. Open our lips that we may sing with the joy of the good news of your love for every person. Open our hands that we may reach out to one another to touch and to connect. Open our ears that we may listen to the voices of those who are unheard. Open our eyes that we may see Christ in all the faces of the marginalized. Open our minds that we may search more honestly for the truth. Open our hearts that we may be transformed by your presence. Loving God, we pray that you would be welcome amongst your people as we gather together for worship. Amen. Stand together this morning as we sing for a few minutes together. Thank you for hearing me. 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 Just sing that together this morning. Thank you for finding me. 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 Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for hearing me. 
please join me as we read Psalm 124. I will read the words in gray, and if you guys can read along with me with the words in white. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when our enemies attacked us, then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Blessed be the Lord, who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the, of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for In, in scripture, sometimes we, we see this kind of back and forth and, and we often see things from kind of two or, or more perspectives. We just uh, joined together in reciting this, this passage uh, from Psalms that expresses Israel's deep gratitude to God for their protection and provision. But there's, there's always uh, another voice to be heard, uh, another perspective to be remembered, um, another experience to consider, uh, and another side to the coin. And, and maybe that's where you find yourself this morning, feeling and experiencing life from, from another perspective. Hear these words from the book of Numbers. The rabble um, among them had a strong craving, and the Israelites also wept again and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the, the fish we used to eat in Egypt for nothing, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic, but now our strength is dried up. And there is nothing at all but this manna to look at. 
Well, Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, all at the entrances of their tents. Then the Lord became very angry, and Moses was displeased. So Moses said to the Lord, Why have you treated your servant so badly? Why have I not found favor in your sight that you lay the burden of all this people on me? Did I conceive all this people? Did I give birth to them? That you should say to me, Carry them in your bosom as a nurse carries a sucking child to the land that you promised on oath to their ancestors. Where am I to get meat to give all this people? For they come weeping to me and say, Give us meat to eat. I am not able to carry all this people alone, for they are too heavy for me. If this is the way you're going to treat me, put me to death at once. If I have found favor in your sight, and do not let me see my misery. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. notice the back and forth nature of the Bible? You know how one moment everybody's happy. People are singing songs of praise. There's a little dancing. The wine is flowing and everything is as it should be. But then you flip the page and things are suddenly different. Everything has changed. The world is upside down. The singing is silenced. The dancing, it stops, and instead, they are replaced with lament after lament, complaint heaped upon complaint. Yes, God, you brought us up out of Egypt. Yes, God, you set us free from the bondage of slavery. And yes, you parted the water so that we could escape safely. But at least back there, the food was better. 
You brought us here for this? A dry desert and some unsavory manna. It's a little confusing, isn't it? Just in the last few minutes, we've read a psalm together that gives great thanks to God. We said, our help is in the name of the Lord. Our words expressing that all is well with the world. There is balance. Our God is good. We are content. And the only appropriate response is to break out in song. Yet we go further. We go deeper. We turn the page And we come to a passage found at the other end of the spectrum, on the other side of things. All is not well with the world. There's whining and protest. Moses airs his grievances with God about the stubborn and stupid people he's leading. He even begs for his own death. No one is happy. Everyone is hungry. And it seems that the only one to blame is God. It's quite a different tune to be singing, don't you think? It's odd, right, that this morning these two passages have been part of the same time of prayer and worship. That one minute we proclaim the goodness of God, and then the next we have the audacity to offer up an objection. How does that work? Who let this happen? You know, maybe the biblical writers should have talked with one another a little bit more so they can get their stories straight. Or maybe it's just really, really bad worship planning. It's schizophrenic. It's messy. It it doesn't seem to fit. Or maybe, just maybe, This is life. The joy and the sorrow, the happiness and despair. Our lives are a roller coaster of experiences where one day all is well. And then the next, it's absolute hell. It's all present, it's all absent. God speaks, God is silent. We long, we ache. We're happy, we're sad, we're expectant, we mourn, we celebrate, yet we suffer, we achieve, we overcome, and then we lose. And sometimes we're just okay. It's all here, isn't it? In this room, a thousand people, None of us alike, none of us seeing the world as, in the same way as the person next to us. All these emotions and experiences colliding right here, right now, in this place. How does that work? Who let this happen? It's all so incredibly confusing, isn't it? What do we do with it all? How do we respond? Hear these words from James. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. 
and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. It seems to me that the writer here is telling us something about the way things really are. It's the reality that when we get gathered together like this, when we are surrounded by people as we are now, in our coming and in our going, next door to us in the residence halls, sitting beside one another in class, standing in line at the sub, we are a mess of experiences. None of us are the same. Among us, there are those who are suffering. It's true. There are those who are, of us who are cheerful. And there are certainly those of us who are sick. And the best thing to do, maybe the only thing for us to do, is to come to God in prayer. You see, what James does here is show us that our faith is actually for the sake of others. Our belief that God hears our prayers, well, it's not just beneficial for me. It's beneficial for the person sitting next to me. It dawns on us that we are supposed to care for others. The one who is struggling with classes, or whose parents are splitting up, who's recovering from a really bad breakup, or the one who just got the greatest news in the world. In all of this, our only response is prayer. You see, it's what we do. It's who we are. We lift one another up. When one of us is sick, we pray for them. When one of us celebrates, we pray for them. You see, this shapes us. It transforms us. It wells up within us a missional, others-oriented kind of faith. Prayer, it's what we do, it's who we are. So here's what I think we ought to do this morning. We should take James's advice, and we should pray. Not for ourselves, but for one another knowing that each one of us has brought to this place our own set of needs, our own set of joys, concerns, victories, and insecurities, realizing that life is an awfully messy endeavor that each one of us takes part in, and maybe the best thing, maybe the only thing that we can do is to hold one another up before God asking God to give comfort where there is chaos, strength where there is weakness, and to say thanks to God for all the goodness in the world. We've been singing a song all morning, thanking God for hearing us. Why not put it into practice right now? So here's what I want each of us to do. Put your homework away. Take the earbuds out of your ears. Stop texting. Stop wondering when I'm going to start. stop talking. 
sit up. I mean it, sit up. Relax. Breathe deep. Take a moment to find some stillness. Now don't do this for yourself. We're doing this for the person next to you. You see, this moment, it's not about you. It's about them. So close your eyes. Be still. Listen to my voice. Consider the person to your left. Maybe they're a friend. Maybe you just met. Maybe you tried your hardest to ignore them when they sat down. What is their life like today? Where have they been? Where are they going? Is there chaos? Is there cheerfulness? Take this moment and pray for them. Let's consider the person to your right. Maybe they're a friend. Maybe you just met. Or maybe you tried your hardest to ignore them when they sat down. What's their life like today? Where have they been? Where are they going? Is there chaos? Is there cheerfulness? Pray for them. Consider the person in front of you. You've been staring at the back of their head for the past few minutes. Maybe there's no one there. In that case, you should bring to mind the people who've been leading you in worship this morning. What's their life like today? Where have they been? Where are they going? Is there chaos? Is there cheerfulness? Pray for them. Finally, consider the person behind you. You probably don't even know who's back there. There's really no reason you should have taken note. But they're there. What is their life like today? Where have they been? Where are they going? Is there chaos? Is there cheerfulness? Pray for them.
God, we thank you for hearing us. We thank you for loving us. Thank you for finding us. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for pushing us outside of ourselves and helping us to see that when life is a bundle of contradictions, the best way to respond is through silence and prayer. Now stand for the benediction. Go now from this place with open ears, with open minds and open hearts to love and to serve the world. Go in peace.